Hello and welcome to What Moves Us Express. Or alternatively, What Doesn't Move Us. <laughs> a daily podcast throughout this uh, disrupted season. Brought to you from sunny Brighton and... At Nine Elms in London. Ready when uh, you are. Good <laughs> afternoon from London, from Brighton, and from Sheffield. <laughs> Who's on the line today? I am Lucy Pryor, Business Engagement Director at Three Squared. And um, what does a business engagement director mean? So um, I oversimplify it by saying I talk to lots of people, um, but essentially it's the business development arm working alongside sales and customer relations but then also working with, let's say, the stakeholder groups. So making sure that we are active members of the trade associations, that we have an active voice into whichever steering committees we're able to get involved with, and groups such as Rail Innovation Group, to make sure that we're not passively sitting in supply chain, but actually hopefully being part of that voice that's helping drive the supply chain forward. Okay, that great. Sense? That it sounds like a really I, I, interesting job. It's so cool. It's, it's an amazing, <laughs> honestly, the, co- the, the product that the company makes is amazing. The company is amazing. And the fact that part of my job is doing all this interesting stuff. I'm so lucky. It's, it's such a wonderful job. So. Well, on that, <laughs> given it's such an interesting job and such an interesting time, uh, as you know, we've been doing, we've been doing these podcasts this week. So I guess, well, sorry, I'm going to start with, just a few weeks ago, we were supposed to be doing an event in yes. in Sheffield, one in your brand new offices. So I'm wondering yeah. how, how it's been opening your brand new offices, shutting them and going home. So I have to say um, a massive shout out, first of all, to um, our HR and um, operations managers. So Rachel and Cherry and then Chris specifically, the IT team because they have just been amazing human beings at getting a team of 50 odd people all working from home. Now the likes of myself, James, Tim, Becky, we're used to being out on the road or working remotely. We have as company policy, a one day a week work from home policy for everybody that wants to use it. But for 100% of the staff to be working from home, that's completely new. And the way in which the company enabled that to happen has been great and then the support in place has also been lovely we've got really active slack channels around exercise or supporting parents or we've got one that's just around events that are going on online that we might want to be involved in so i shared a couple of kind of online mental health seminars pub quizzes there's a pub quiz going on right now with the team in the virtual pub yeah. <laughs> i've heard pub quizzes are some of the favorite things to do <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm having to jump in on that one afterwards um but yeah it was i have to say it was actually heartbreaking because not only did i have to um cancel well postpone hosting a world innovation group session that very same week we had our official office opening and we had some really lovely and important guests coming along to that. And then there was also a massive STEM engagement event I was co-involved with, all taking space within three working days. I had to cancel all of them on one mm-hmm. day. So that wasn't much fun. No. So, so given Thank that you your, that. your thing is big, you know, business networking, are you finding it really tough to... to refocus on you know on on your work and being able to get out and about as you would usually do 
Yeah, so obviously I'm not physically out and about, none of us are, and you see every single day another event's been cancelled or postponed, or everything's going to be in September. <laughs> September's <laughs> going to be a really interesting month. Um, none of us are going back to work in September, are no. we? Because we're going to be at events. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the whole virtual networking, I think, I think if you're comfortable with technology such as Zoom, um, even something as simple as video calls through WhatsApp, and you don't mind using LinkedIn and Twitter, then for me, that's that's been a brilliant way to keep in touch with the business community and um, let's say my railway family friends, which has been a real support. Um, I dread to think how it feels for people who aren't actually using LinkedIn, let's say. For me, that's the biggest sales tool. Twitter is where I do a lot of chatter, but LinkedIn is where I've been able to make some really good business connections and hopefully, I'm still managing to maintain that. Um, I am still settling in, I must say, into this new way of working. So I've probably been a bit quieter than I am normally on LinkedIn. So I'm conscious I need to use it more. But it, then it's it's making sure you've got the right message that you're putting out there. Because normally when I'm yabbering on on LinkedIn or Twitch, it's because I'm at something and I'm talking yeah. about what's happening in industry. I don't necessarily want to be sharing on LinkedIn that mental health sessions that I'm currently sat in on not because of the stigma around it but that's not that's not necessarily relevant to building the business but it is good and that it reflects well on on the company supporting its staff to do those things so I'm learning that balance between what are the right messages to put up put out now under that work from home scenario with that need to drive business engagement and business development still so would you say are you I'm probably skipping forward a bit, but has there been like a business decision to pause anything or no, no um, strategies? Strategy wise, yes. Um, and actually, um, I like to take silver linings from things. So this enforced staying at home, this enforced sitting at a desk, that's helping me and um, the owners take time out to do that strategy, really, really strategize together rather than trying to snatch half an hour here and there when we're not on a train altogether or going somewhere. So we are focusing our efforts on things we don't normally have the luxury of time to do. Right. So that's really nice. In terms of the company itself, um, we've got a few big projects, new projects that we're working on. So the development team, they are flat out anyway. So they're actually busier than ever. Some people are saying they're probably a little bit more productive now than they were a couple of weeks ago. Um, the thing that's really, really taking my attention is the fact that Tim James, I, um, and the customer relationship team really need to hone our strategy now so that when there is that three or four month lull, that we're ready and we can, we can, we can all, it's a cyclical thing anyway, but we're nurturing relationships now for the time when we do go back to normal, whatever normal is. Um, but then flip that around on a day-by-day -day basis every single one of us we've just got our eyes peeled to the screens what's the latest challenge for the talks the fox the open operators network rail because everyone's up against different challenges so the emergency measures that the train operating companies are under that's hopefully a comfort for us as an SME supplier into the talks community but because the open access operators and the freight operators are actual commercial entities, they can't have that DFT support. Mm. So we're hearing of staff being furloughed. We're hearing of 
rail operators um, freight operators seeing their trade going off a cliff uh, to misquote someone Just, I've, this isn't usually one of our questions but i was quite because it kind of leads into one of the other questions that we normally ask but obviously you're quite close to to the rail industry association as mm. being deputy chair of the um, sme group for them yeah so you get to hear a lot more stuff than most people here and obviously there's the weekly conference that yeah. ria hold and i was quite surprised by um what support is there for for freight operating companies because i would have thought with having to trans still transport goods around the country that they would be quite busy i do this is something um kind of offline i am trying to find out more information on so i've spoken to a couple of people um anecdotally if you like Aviation fuel, obviously, that's a massive commodity that isn't being moved anymore. Is is the drop in transporting aviation fuel? Is that cushioned by the increase in moving supermarket shelf goods? That I don't know. That's what I'm trying to find out a little bit more. Is it just that the freight operators are seeing a shift in the commodities used, or is it just that there's a little bit more of the consumable products? but the massive bulk expensive products they they have yeah. stopped it's so, interesting it's sort of like you know just the way we're all connected isn't it and how yeah. just something you know a little thing that you wouldn't think would impact on another business does because i'd have never oh. thought of the fact that a lot of aviation fuel gets transported yeah. around the uk by train yeah, <laughs> absolutely so um right now the main things being shifted by the freight operators according to um i think this was a treasury website it was on yesterday is food fuel as in forecourt fuel, medicine and construction materials. Aggregates are still being moved around, but avia aviation seems to be the largest dip for people. Um, it's it's a, it, everybody, every single aspect of every single market. Of course, if, if construction starts um, reducing their workload as yeah. well, aggregates will go as well, won't it? So, exactly, so yeah. it's a it is a tough time. So, so I mean, like, just going back to you know um three squared when you mm -hmm. say it's giving you more time to think and giving you space and that so so can we be expecting some really exciting developments then sort of like when we can sort of like come out of our hibernation and that then yes yeah so um the company's constantly evolving developing its products anyway so we've got core products within the rail smart suite such as the employee development system um constantly being refined and improved and updated um, and we're hoping that our customers now more than ever will see a benefit of that if we look for example at the um, office of road and rail regulation they've relaxed the um, renewal and the upkeep of competencies so it should be that our eds system our competency management system actually helps support customers through that journey because i imagine that's a nightmare for anybody without a formal an easy to use competency tool um, in terms of comms yes we're really working on that we want to make sure that we're able to constantly communicate the benefit of these really mature products and hopefully encourage people to take them on in the near future as well as in the three four months hence because if if we can be helping people now work more efficiently and therefore more um, economically that should help them ride the wave as well. It, it should help people weather the storm that little bit better. And at the same time, it's helping obstacle scrap, it's helping digitalize their systems and services. So it sounds 
awfully sales pitch of me i'm very aware of this um but seriously if if you know we are not the only software developer and different software providers provide different tools but now more than ever if if the industry can take hold of the digital tools that are at its gift use them become more efficient as a as a result save money as a result and therefore be a stronger stronger railway overall i think that's a great message though isn't it because yeah. you know in terms of in times of adversity mm -hmm. adversity they are often the best times to innovate yeah. and to look at the way we're doing things because because we're forced to yeah yeah great okay well that's a positive message We've, our time has come to an end now i do have to say that we're on zoom so i have a question lucy is yeah are you missing the office because you're wearing your lanyard? Even if you're at home? <laughs> I've got to get some branding in somewhere. <laughs> or, is it, or is it just you need to wear your lanyard to get into the home office? <laughs> no, actually, I'm quite ashamed. My little boy was tidying his room up earlier. Um, my little girl, she absolutely loves lanyards from conferences. And somehow they'd all migrated into Charlie's room. So I'd instructed him he had to tidy his room today so he could have some Robux tokens. And he came out with this massive pile of lanyards. So I thought, I'll put the work one on. Because <laughs> I didn't think to bring a branded pop-up before we all got sent home. <laughs> Lucy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Great, thank great you. to speak Stay to you today. Guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>